when your name's on the front door, business is personal. Well, that means that when the challenges and the problems and the hurdles come along, those are personal too. Some folks just sweep those under the rug in an effort to get business done. How Jim Hess takes care of his personal business by taking care of people. Next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. Our guest today is that guy who, when he walks into the room, the room not only gets smarter, it gets more fun. And, and that is a really impressive and unique combination, and it's a sure trait of a true leader. Jim Hess is my guest today on A Dash of Grid. Jim is Managing Principal with Wickham and Hess, CPAs and Financial Advisors right here in Ashland, Ohio. He's also extremely involved on the front lines and behind the scenes in our great town, and, and I'm so happy to have him on the show. He serves on the Park Street Church Board for the Church and also a Chairman of the Ashland University Board. He's also a servant on the Advisory Board for Spire. And uh, Jim, I think when I started this podcast, I knew this day would come. I, I've been looking forward to this, I believe, since I, I started. So thank you very much for being my guest today on, on A Dash of Grid. Uh, you're so welcome, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Now, the pleasure is all mine. Jim, you, you are the guy who, when, when I was at a crossroads in my life uh, and needed to accomplish a hurdle and didn't feel like I could do what I was being led to do, what I was being called to do, didn't think I was good enough, didn't think I had the, the grit, you came alongside and put your hand on my shoulder and said, yes, you can. And, uh, and everyone needs a person like that. So thank you very much, Jim. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. So, Jim, we're going to talk about grit today, and we're going to talk about a lot of hard work and a lot of uh, hurdles and things that successful people overcome, and you are a success. I'd like to start in that way. Can you, can you brag a little bit about the, I know you're a humble man, but tell me the great things that are happening for Whitcomb and Hess, for Jim Hess. What are you proud about right now? What's going great in, in your life? I'll, I'll tell you what, I have a lot to be grateful for. And um, as you can see, the pictures behind me are probably my greatest joy in life. So that's my wife up at the top and uh, my three grandchildren who wouldn't be here without my two wonderful sons and daughters-in-law. So my family has always been one of my highest priorities in life. And uh, God has blessed me with an amazing one. So they bring me so much joy. Professionally, um, you know, I have been fortunate enough to work in a space that I get up every day and go do something I love to do, serving people I love to serve and working with people that I love to work with. And I don't know how it can be better than that for, for anyone. And that has brought about, I think, success on a lot of different levels, both relationally with clients we serve and with team members I work with. But it's also really uh, allowed us, I think, to um, really help a lot of people in business or with their finances improve their lives, which is ultimately what we exist to do. You know, we've tried to attract really good people on our team. And uh, when you do that, they tend to serve customers and clients really, really well. And uh, that's been a great formula for us. Now, you've been at this for, I think, around 40 years or so, and, and you've grown the company from someplace to someplace. Can you give me some idea of the, the size and the strength and the success or something of sort of, of Wickham and Hess, how many people you serve, dollars, things like that, some data there? 
Yeah. So we we serve uh, somewhere around a thousand different clients in the uh, you know uh, mid Ohio region. So we we concentrate here in Ashland County, but we certainly do a lot of work outside of Ashland County and even outside of the state of Ohio. Um, so we've got about 25 team members now um, involved on the accounting and tax side, as well as the wealth management side. Mm. We've gone from there was it was Ed Whitcomb and myself and a secretary back in 1983. We've grown to 25 people. So wow. um, certainly been very fortunate. Congratulations. And so from three to 25, that's a lot of growth. That's a lot of grit. Let's dig into that a little bit. Can you give me some examples and, and, and talk to me a little bit about when, when things weren't so good, when during the climb, during the journey, things got a little rocky. Can you talk about that a little bit? That's where the grit comes in. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we've really been extremely fortunate. And uh, so when I think about the grit or the times that were most difficult, it's even interesting how how you begin to paint the picture of those seasons, right? Because you you learn in them that I think they help prepare you for future things to come. And so it was even a little bit of a, a challenge for me to like go back and think, wow. But there are clearly a few years in our uh, almost that were marked with a lot more challenge and difficulty and uh, really tested me as a leader uh, more than others. And one of those would have been in 2001. So um, back in 2001, we actually were experiencing several different issues that were were testing everything. I was as a a leader and as, as a person. And one of the things that I would say about that year, it wasn't an event, but it was a series of events. So one of the things I would say about crises is they tend to come in waves. So yes. if my personal life, I, I would say that my experience tells me that it's rarely one thing. It's normally one thing on top of another thing on top of another thing. And it is this combination that sometimes can feel almost like a tsunami for us, right? Mm-hmm. And so in 01, we were having some issues, both with one of our business lines that we were trying to launch. Um, we were having issues with some internal team members, and we were having some issues even outside of the office. Uh, one of my partners uh, lost a, a family member through a car accident that was tragic, and mm-hmm. so we were grieving with them. At the same time, we were having these really significant business issues, and and one of our internal issues actually involved a situation that was calling our core values into into question and challenge. And so um, as leaders, of course, that's our job one is to defend and protect those values and model them. And so um, we really were confronted with a lot in that particular year. And so when when you have three things or a multitude of things, a wave, like you said, of things coming at you, personal uh, core values of your business, which has your name on it, tragedy, the other side of those, if you don't accomplish, get over the hurdle is extremely bad. How do you prioritize for yourself what you tackle first or more important when you actually can't? How do you do that? Yeah, that's really a good question. And all I can do is reflect on my own experience. So I don't, I clearly would say this is one of those things that like one size fits one, right? So for me, the way in which I tend to navigate situations like that is I usually start with the people that God has put in my life. So that's both internal and external. So 
I've been extremely blessed with partners here at the firm and key people at the firm that I have great confidence in. They completely understand who we are and what we're trying to do. And so I I rely on them. And then also I have external people that I meet with regularly. I would sit down with them and look for objective perspective on, so how do I sift through this? And then, you know, as, as Christians, you know, we, we have this foundation underneath us that we plant our feet on every day. And while life throws us all kinds of things, you know, you're, you're trying to really make sure that your feet are firmly planted on something that is eternal and truthful. And it tends to help me keep these current circumstances in appropriate perspective. So while bad things could happen, right? Things could look a lot different than what we had envisioned. The things that matter the most, those pictures over my shoulder, those things are going to be there, right? They're not changing. And I, I think we, we grab onto those eternal truths and they become even richer and more meaningful, I think, when we're dealing with uh, the uncertainty of, of circumstances sometimes. And so the problem that it, that shows itself, do you end up taking that home with you, knowing that you have that foundation that it's always kind of part of you? Does, does that go home? And do you how do you handle that? That's big stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, actually, because earlier in my career, I found myself not taking a lot of the challenges at work home and, you know, having conversations with Margaret Ann about them. It was like, well, she's got so much going on mm. that that would be inappropriate. So you kind of try to leave it here. And it's somewhere along the journey, I recognized that that actually wasn't very honoring of her. And, and plus, she's a really smart woman. Mm. So I've evolved into someone who actually confides a lot more in my wife about things that are going on here. And her, her perspectives and insights are sometimes exactly what I need to hear. Because, mm. you know, I only have one perspective. It's mine, right? And we can be really wrong sometimes. Yeah, boy. And uh, so I have just found that having someone who, you know, aligns with my values, but yet sees things a little differently sometimes is a real blessing. And so when you came, when you come back to work and now you're recharged and you've got God and you've got your wife and you've got your family and you know, and yet the problem's still there. So walk me through now, how, how long did those problems last? What did you try to do about them? Where were you in the process? Yeah, that's really good. So, you know, what what I have really tried to do when I'm facing the kinds of challenges that I am is, first of all, recognizing that how I position myself and carry myself is critical to my team. So they are looking to me, they're watching everything I do, all the all my words, not just how what I say, but how it's said. So they are they are looking very carefully at, you know, are we are we comfortable and confident that Jim and our leadership team here really has a plan forward for us? And so um, I'm always mindful of how I'm carrying myself, how I'm positioning myself, the kinds of things I'm doing, and the confidence that um, I'm hopefully exuding in my team, not just because of me, but because of the things that this firm has been founded on and grounded in. And so, you know, I try to really strip things down to a very basic and simple. So I try to make things simpler, not more complicated. So, you know, returning to the things that we know to be true and how, what our clients are looking for in terms of service and, and what our, our team needs in terms of support. And we try to move as much of the uncertainty and chaos and, and move it aside. And let's just focus on the things that we can control and the things that we know to be true. Um, we've seen this again in COVID, right? So in, in the last several months, what have a lot of us done? What have I seen a lot of my clients do? 
It's, you know, let's just focus on the things we can control. Let's lean into taking care of our customers, taking care of our employees and doing the right thing. And, you know, we just, we move through today and we move through tomorrow. And uh, sometimes I've just found that, you know, over time, then we begin working through these things. And then, you know, I just have to say a lot of times, you know, the fruit of that tree is all of a sudden this thing that was a crisis months ago seems like it's becoming less and things are, we're moving in a, and it isn't because of anything amazing I did or someone did, but all of a sudden we're just beginning to see more light and more light and wow, here we are. And now instead of laying off people, we're actually bringing people back and we're seeing the business grow. And it's a real interesting kind of evolution back and forth. I think it's really interesting that all of your problems deal around people that you love mm-hmm. and your clients and your wife and the, uh, your, your employees, they all deal around those. And, and by helping them through their problems, you're able to overcome yours. I, I, I think that's probably a learned thing. And I'm wondering, did you ever try to do it differently and just slam your way through a problem and just try to fix it without just providing good leadership and good mm-hmm. role modeling? I'm, I'm seeing the great things you're doing. I'm wondering if you ever messed it up a little bit. Oh, oh, have I ever messed it up? <laughs> yeah, I, I've messed it up for sure. So that's how we, that's how we, I think they call that wisdom, right? We yes, they do. Mistakes and from other people's mistakes. But yeah, clearly I have, you know, one of the defining moments I think for me was actually around the 2001 timeframe. And I remember sitting in a meeting with one of my partners and she looked at me and she said, Jim, I thought you were invincible. Mm. And, and now I look at where we are and all this stuff we're dealing with. And I now realize that you're just human. And while I have to tell you, that was a little bit hard to hear because I think the human side of us wants to think, oh no, keep thinking I'm invincible, right? Yeah. But it was such a powerful truth because we all know better, right? We all know we're flawed. We all know, you know, we come in, we do the best, we make bad decisions. We, you know, we don't communicate things as clearly as we could, but that was like one of those, like a little bit of cold water in the face moments for me. I've never forgotten it, but Mm. I've cherished it because it it was a a great reminder that, you know, we, we are all just humans doing the best we can. And which is why I believe so much in collaboration and with team and the, with the wisdom of many. Did that moment change you at all? Or did that moment, uh, did it change the way you respond or did that moment just kind of show you a little glimpse behind the curtain a little bit at, at who you kind of are? I'm interested in that. Yeah. I, you know, I think it actually in some way, after I kind of got the cold water w- wiped off my face, yeah. I think it actually gave me a greater sense of peace. That So I don't have to be superhuman. Hmm. I don't have to know every right answer. I've been found out. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a flawed person, right? Man I'm behind a flawed the curtain. leader. Yes, sir. And so there was a part of me that after I got over the, the shock that I've let these people down, that was like, wow, this may be a way better place to lead from than the, the idea that, oh my gosh, I'm only as good as my last decision, right? And, yeah. you know, everything rests on me kind of thing. And so I actually think it was uh, really a profound truth in my life that has been a real blessing, actually. And so if you don't mind, take me then through the remainder of 2001. This is amazing. We've gone through this. I'm doing great. It's all falling apart. Now I'm falling apart. And now what? What did you do to to get you over that 2001 hump? 
Yeah. So, um, and as you remember, there were so many macro events of 2001, mm-hmm. you know, let alone what was going on in our firm. You know, we had the, the things uh, going on globally as well. And so it was, it was coming in, in waves. So yeah, we, we made some staff reductions in that year. We had to trim things back a little bit and kind of resize the firm and refocus it. And we just kind of moved, you know, back into the, the things that we knew to be true. Uh, made some key, uh, I think, decisions with some team members that I think really were uh, helpful and a blessing. And, um, you know, just began going back to the things that, you know, we felt like our clients really were looking for from us and needed from us. And, and uh, you know, God just blessed that effort. And, you know, the firm just continued to move forward and grow. And, and uh, we were very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Not just fortunate, but well-led. And I, and I think that's great. And so now you even mentioned COVID. Now we talk about a little bit about today. You've gotten through some hurdles. Wickham has is successful, but I don't think you're done. I'm interested in, in the hurdles that need to be accomplished, the goals that you have. What's on the horizon for you and for Wickham and Hess? Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a lot of things we're looking at right now. I mean, our, my leadership team is so amazing in their, you know, forward thinking uh, approach to life. I mean, that was one of our core values that Ed Wickham and I baked into Wickham and Hess in the beginning. And so they're always kind of looking ahead. And so in the short term, it's really helping our business clients and our investment clients get through COVID. I mean, this is unprecedented what we're dealing with right now. And so we try to be a a voice of of calm and clarity and truth in, in seasons like this. And um, really just consider it an honor to be in that position with so many of our, our, our clients. Um, but when we look further out, um, you know, we're, we're trying to identify, you know, what are the things that um, our investment clients and wealth management clients and business clients are going to be looking for in two to five years? And, you know, how will we use technology to actually enhance our client service experience and the access to information that our clients potentially would be able to to, uh, have uh, 24-7 real-time data. And so um, our people are working on initiatives like that. On a personal level, I'm looking at, you know, I'm going to be 62 in October. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, continuing to develop the future leaders of this firm. And, you know, God has blessed us with some great people that I have a lot of confidence in. And so just continuing to lean into them and uh, hopefully uh, create a really smooth transition that will continue to serve this community for years and years to come. That moral code and compass that you've developed and that you have in that humble nature, is that a a big part of what you're hoping to instill in the next generation for Wickham and Hess? Yeah, it is. And and as you know, some of that is baked into people and some of it is developed. And so, you know, we, as part of our process of of onboarding team members, you know, we, we do our best to try to discern that in people, um, you know, some people are, you know, tend to be more giving and serving and how do, how do we make other lives better? And some people tend to be a little more focused on, you know, how do I get more out of whatever? And, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, you know, we really try to, as best we can, um, attract people to this firm that really align with the idea that we're here to serve others first. And in that service, we will be all be taken care of. And, and so we, we're blessed with people like that, but obviously we're always all a work in process, right? We're all improving every day. And so just as I am, I know our future leaders are concentrating on that too. Well, Jim, keep on keeping on because I, I know you, I, I've done this this show and I've met, 
met and talked with a lot of very successful people. And the most successful, the happiest are the ones that understand that it's not just about you. It's about a bigger power. It's about a bigger goal. It's about a, uh, a stronger foundation and just kind of being yourself and, and, and doing those things. And I know you're doing that. And I'm, I'm glad that you are. Yours is the kind of an organization I think people want to talk about and talk to. I think you are as well. And, and I encourage my listeners to reach out if they have questions for you or for your company at all. How would they do that if they needed to reach out to you? Sure. Yeah. My cell phone is 419-651-6971. And my email is jhess at Whitcomb, W-H-I-T-C-O-M-B.com. So um, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd be glad to talk with you. And uh, and thank you so much, Brian, for what you're doing and all the work Spire's doing in the community as well. I deeply appreciate you guys. Oh, thank you. We couldn't do it without you. And we thank you as well. And I'm glad that you were a guest on, on the show today. It's been a real pleasure and a real honor for me to know you and to have you as a guest today. So thank you, Jim. Great I do question. want to say a little bit about it. He just mentioned Spire doing good work here. I think we do. A Dash of Grid is brought to you from all of us at Spire. We're here to help your business grow. Uh, we've got a full team of marketers, digital developers, designers, building marketing campaigns and websites to get results. And we're here to help you be a part of that success. So we can add the grid. If you'd like to learn more about Spire, you can go ahead and visit our website at spiread.com. If you click the contact sales button, I will answer fast and I'll look forward to talking with you then. I'm Brian Leffelock, Director of Sales uh, with Spire Advertising. Thank Thank you to Jim Hess, uh, Managing Partner at Wickham and Hess CPAs and Financial Advisors. This has been a dash of grit. It's an acquired taste and your recipe for success. And thank you for listening. We'll do it again. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 